Welcome to the Get Inspired with GERD show, brought to you by GERD's Hundle. Join us each week to be inspired, informed and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired. Hello and welcome to Get Inspired with Goods. I'm your host and today I have an interesting guest with me who's helping many people to live their lives with purpose. To me, he's one of the most inspirational people I know. Simone Vincenzi is a coach, trainer, consultant, and on the show, he'll be discussing how to find your purpose using seven unique strategies. Hmm. Simone, welcome to my radio show and thank you for joining me. Hi, Gerd. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. Oh, no, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Um, Simone, the moment I met you and when you told me your story, wow, it just blew me away. You're absolutely inspirational. And I want you to tell the listeners, what have you been through starting with your childhood? Well, thank you for the question. Uh, I had uh, quite an happy childhood at the beginning. I, I had a good family, went on holidays. I had uh, not a lot of money, but, you know, enough. I, I don't know if you know what I mean. And uh, what happened is that when I was six years old, uh, I discovered that uh, my father was a, a recovering drug addict. And the, how I discovered that, it is because uh, when my grandfather died, so his father, mm. then he decided to, in order to numb the pain, because probably it was feeling so much pain in that moment, then he decided to turn to alcohol. And then my mom told me that uh, he had a problem with drugs. So my, my father was uh, wanted, my mom did all that she could mm. in order to protect me and my brother. Mm. So we didn't have to, uh, you know how moms are. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will do like, women, you are incredible. That You will do anything you can in order to protect your child and your mm. children. So that's what my mom did. But somehow I picked up that something wasn't right. Mm. So I started gaining a lot of weight and for, for no reason. And from there I started the bullying. <laughs> I had people that school calling me blue pig and, and no one wanted to be with me because Aww. I was fat. And it was uh, it was tough. It was tough. And I know it doesn't seem a lot to say, like, Blue Pig is like, just a name. But for me at that moment, uh, I, I couldn't stand it. Because I was looking at myself in the mirror, hating myself, hating my flabby belly. Oh. And, and, and I was about, like, 10 years old at the time. Oh, that's when one of my first challenges was uh, starting to accept myself at the time, which I, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can understand uh, what I mean, uh, uh, knowing a lot of people that you've interviewed so far as well. Yes, it's it's a difficult one when you're a child because we don't realise what our surround, how our surroundings affect us. Um, and it's later down the line that we realise a lot of our things stem from our childhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't have personal development before. <laughs> I didn't know this stuff. Uh, and what happened, uh, then I started uh, 
smoking and when I started smoking uh, I I lost weight uh, oh, because wow. instead of eating I was uh, I replaced it with smoking <laughs> which was uh, not the healthier option but at least I could be happy when I was looking myself in the mirror hmm. and that was a moment when I was 14 that finally my parents split up hmm. Uh, because my mom couldn't stand that anymore. She reached a breaking point and my father, the, the alcoholism of my father, which we now, now is fine. Um, I can say that now is completely fine. It, it, at the time, it was becoming really, really bad at the point where she was worried of her own safety mm. and our own safety because it, you never know. It could turn up sober or it could turn up a bit violent. And thanks God, he never did uh, something major. So we had a couple of times the police at home, but nothing really major happened. But at the time, I was 14 and I said, you know what? I can live my life by myself. I don't need to be in in, in this. And you know, as you are 14, as you do, right? <laughs> so yeah, I don't need my parents. I don't need everything. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, we're all been there. So I took it literally <laughs> and I decided to start working so I could I could pay my stuff and I wasn't depending from my mom. Hmm. And in that moment something happened inside me. Because I loved what I was doing. I, as, as you know, I, w- what do you do when you don't know what to do? <laughs> you, you generally start working as a waiter or in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and in that moment, I, I actually liked that. I loved it so much that I stopped studying at school. I didn't want to go to school anymore. And uh, I, I was still going there because my mom was forcing me. But my passion became working in restaurants. Hmm. And that led me at the age of 19 with not a great academic result, but leading uh, my first Michelin star restaurant when I was 19, which for me was an incredible satisfaction. Hmm. And it's something that I really, I I, I can say, you know, when you say like, good job, you give yourself the spot on the back. (laughs) (laughs) That... That's that's what happened in that moment. Wow! And so, what happened after? So you, you you know you started down the restaurant kind of world. What happened next? Well, what happened next? I moved to Parma, which is a, a, a university city in Italy, because my mom said, "No, you got you, you know what mom do, right? You got to go to university." <laughs> so <laughs> I did. I did some scientific studies at school. And I didn't like science, just to let you know like how my level was. So I started thinking, oh, what do I like? What I don't like? I changed a couple of university, and I found my good environment in philosophy. <laughs> so I started studying philosophy. One, because I love the way to understand the way people think. Hmm. Uh, that's why now you understand why I'm doing this right now. But also because there was a lot of weed around and I could smoke a lot of weed. So, <laughs> like, you know, when you're, when you're, with, your, with your classmates and you have this deep, uh, very philosophical, mm. meaningful conversation at four o'clock in the morning when you are completely wasted. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that environment. It wasn't sustainable because I was working full-time in a restaurant. 
I was going to university, I was getting wasted, so I had to drop something. Mm. And I dropped university. <laughs> so I decided, I love getting wasted, I love working, let's drop the university, as you do. Mm. And and then I, I received an offer to work at, in a Michelin-style restaurant here in the UK. Out of the blue, I was working in a restaurant in Parma. Someone saw me and said, I like your style. You can speak English a bit. Oh, why don't you come and work in a restaurant? Time two weeks. Bye, mom. Bye, dad. Bye, brother. Flew away UK. And <laughs> wow. It was like, bye. Ciao. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ciao. And as you can imagine, the, uh, like they didn't take it very well. Oh. <laughs> I, my mom stopped talking to me for three years. Oh, wow. After that moment. Exactly. Uh, she couldn't get over the fact that uh, I moved. So my mom and my brother didn't talk to me for more than three years. Oh, wow. Uh, it's been tough, but at the moment, I wasn't paying much attention because it was everything was new. It was an adventure for me. Mm. And as I was at, at the time before, I couldn't care less of what my mom was feeling. Something that fortunately I was able to change uh, later on and then reestablish the relationship that I had with them. Hmm. Well, that's what happened. And I spent two years here in London and it was incredible. But I don't know if it ever, ever happened to you when you are, you love something so much, but then after it's like, okay, I, I guess I'm done with that. Uh, did, did it ever happen to you? Yes, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that would happen to me as well. Okay. And when I had to go to the drawing board and say, okay, I don't like any more this restaurant stuff. Mm. It's getting kind of boring. At, at the age of 22, I already had about a six-year career, <laughs> which is mad. But after six years, I was like, okay, I'm, I've seen it all. I've done it all. What do I do next? Mm. And that's a breakdown point because uh, I wasn't good at school. I didn't go to university. I quit university. The only thing I could do was work in a restaurant. That was the only thing I could do. Mm. And I remember starting this period of uh, uh, depression that happened because I, I was completely lost. Oh. I couldn't, I didn't know what my purpose was. On this planet. And I guess that's why now I'm so passionate about the topic because I know how difficult it is mm. when you are there and, and you don't know if you want to turn left or right or go in the center and you feel completely confused. Mm. And it seems that you have no alternatives mm. Mm. other than, I don't know, have you ever been there? <laughs> I think we've all, well, some people haven't been there yet, and some of my listeners, you probably haven't experienced it, but when you've had enough of something and you're looking for something greater than yourself, that's when you dep that's when your low point happens, because that is your time when you're supposed to figure out what it is that you're actually, you're born to do, and what you were born to be do here in this world, so yeah, I, can un I totally understand. Uh, exactly, and uh, at the time... I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't still have a personal development at the time. <laughs> and it was given me to, to me later. And so what do you do when you don't know what to do, when you're unhappy? I turned to my God. 
which at the moment was Google. <laughs> you know, like, go down how to be happy. And then this world of personal development opened up to me. Hmm. All this uh, life is full of possibility. You can do and be anything you want in life. Uh, you got to be confident that the universe will help you and so that like the universe what's this stuff <laughs> <laughs> like what's the universe what's the universe thing like this woo woo blah 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 <laughs> but even though my mind were resistant my heart was open to it mm. and I guess these messages one after the other sank in mm. sank in sank in and it's almost like they were filling my heart that was empty at the moment. Hmm. It was like an empty bottle and they were filling it with a nice, good juice. <laughs> and I remember I said, okay, now there is this, uh, this coaching thing. Let me see how it works and let me get a life coach <laughs> so it might be able to help me. Hmm. And more I was going through the process of coaching, more I realized, man, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is, like, I, I, I would love to help people. I would love to help people be more, to be happier with themselves. And it's something that, in a way, I was doing normally. And the reason why I love being a waiter, it is because, in my mind, it was, I want to give every single customer the best experience they've ever had. I want to, but every single customer to leave saying, I'm happy now. Mm. And I found that there are very, a lot of similarities between being a waiter and being a coach. <laughs> Fun <laughs> enough. Then the why I was doing it, what was in there for me that made me enjoy that profession so much. Mm. And in that moment, I still... I was still very confused. I had this dream. I said, I want to be a life coach and I want to I want to change and I want to change the world and uh, money is rubbish. Society needs to change. <laughs> I was in this moment. Of, I, I think that there are a lot of people that go to yes. there where it's like society like, is rubbish and I want to go and live in a commune. <laughs> <laughs> rejecting everything so what yeah. i did uh, as you know i i gave away everything i had i gave away my, my playstation that was tough <laughs> giving away my playstation was difficult man i gave away my television i gave away my clothes I gave away everything i had and i started living on the street with only what could fit in my backpack wow that's it wow and how long did that last for? That lasted for about six months. Hmm. And for six months, because what happened is that my um, my grandfather was dying in Italy. Hmm. And my mom needed support. Hmm. And at the moment, it was, has been three years I didn't speak to my mom. Oh, wow. So I said, you know, I've been learning all these birds. Now it's better to use them. <laughs> and it was tough. But my aim was to reconnect with my mom. And somehow we made it. 
So I knew that she needed support. She was breaking down. And I started living two weeks in Italy, but I was living at home, and two weeks in London. But I didn't, because I wasn't working, I didn't have enough money to pay my stay in London. Mm. So I said, you know what? The prior priorities are priorities. Mom is David number one. So I kind of choose to be homeless in terms of what I have right now. Obviously, my mom didn't know that because otherwise she would never allow me to go back and forth. <laughs> like, are you crazy? You're sleeping on the street? <laughs> when I told her, oh my God, she was like, she was almost laughing me in the face. <laughs> and like, you imagine like an Italian mom, right? <laughs> It's fire in your face, yeah. <laughs> like a fire in your face. Um, so in that moment, I decided I made the choice to explore a new way of living and, and be content with what I had. And that taught me a lot. Hmm. There was in particular one thing that that taught me. And the thing is, really to be happy with what I have. Hmm. Because when you're living with a couple of t-shirts, a couple of trousers, a backpack, and a phone, and you don't have it, and you're actually really begging for food, going from one shop to the other to save the leftovers, then it made me really appreciate all that I have. Mm. Even a simple roof over my head, or some salad in the fridge. Uh, you know, I'm vegan, so I got a lot of salad in the fridge. And <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's why I was able to still be happy but living a very, very simple life. Is it making sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, you'd gone through... You kind of just gave up everything and realised what... It wasn't about the materialistic things. It was about the little things in life that we take for granted. Exactly. Mm. And that was very powerful in the moment because I really realized that how much we overcomplicate our life <laughs> and how touch we are with the things that we have. Mm. Now it made me more the touch of something happened. Like, yeah... I mean, I do my best, obviously, for recover if I make a mistake or if there is a problem. But I'm not that, uh, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, everything is going to die. I ain't going to fall down. It's like, okay, let's get up again and start. It's, it's not a big issue. Hmm. Well, I guess that that's why it can, it can um, my resilience and my heart during terms in life, where I was able to... Like fall down and back up, fall down and back up, fall down and go back up, go back up every single time. Hmm. So, um, what did you yeah. do next? So, you know, obviously you'd been homeless for six months. What What was your next step? My next step, it was at that moment. Then I was ready. It embraced the stuff that I wanted to have my own business. A lot of things changed in that moment. I started giving up the idea of living in a commune, rejecting society, and appreciate what our society gives us and the beauty of money. Because before it was more like I reject money and 
then something shifted in me and I said, you know what? I want to have my own business. I want to help people. And I want to have a good lifestyle myself. Not only for myself, I want to get married. I want to have kids one day. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't find... That was the more logical alternative. And when I did, I did that. I said, okay, I want to become a life coach. And uh, I started, I, I saved money. I went back to working in restaurants, uh, a vegetarian restaurant this time. <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't sell meat anymore. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I need to work in vegetarian or vegan restaurants. So I could say an, art, an artichoke and I could talk about an artichoke with such a great passion. <laughs> that it was incredible. So I saved a bit of money again and I went through all my courses for becoming a life coach. And that's when I realized that my biggest quest, and that's when I realized, I didn't realize my purpose, which funny enough is helping other people finding their purpose and living it full-time every single day. Mm, Amazing. Wow. So you're Uh, now the co-founder of GTEx. Can you tell us more, tell us about this? Yes, of course. Thank you for asking. Uh, uh, GTEx is a training organization and we are really passionate about helping people live in their purpose, uh, grow their businesses uh, and make an impact in the world. But first of all, we work mainly with... uh, Uh, trainers, coaches, or people that want to make an impact, uh, that were at the stage of where I was. I want to change the world. I want to make it happen. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm confused, I'm stuck, and I don't know how to do it. (laughs) And what we give them is uh, through through training and a supportive community, we we give them the clarity that they need and the support that they need and the training that they need in order to make it happen and say, I'm now living my purpose full time. I'm not selling myself for uh, six bloody pounds an hour <laughs> for, for a boss doing a job that I don't even like. Mm. And that's why uh, I love GTEx because uh, we work with incredible people that uh, have their heart in the right place. Mm. They want to make a change, they want to make an impact, and they're willing to work on themselves because they know that. Uh, that's the only way they can really reach the next level. Wow. That's what GDX is about. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's a good, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from because I understand the community myself and what you're trying to do. And it's really, it's great to see because a lot of people who create kind of businesses about purpose, it's not, their heart's not in it. Whereas you guys, your heart's in it and you generally have a place where you generally want to help people with the similar purpose and goal. And, and it's just beautiful to see, uh, Simone. Um, and so kind of how are you helping them to find their purpose? Like what are the, is there any technique that you use or? Yeah, thank you. Um, it took me three years. <laughs> and uh, I've never... I, I really, I before it generally was taking me about uh, about a couple of months to find the purpose of one person, then about a month, then about two or three weeks. Wow. So it's about refining and finding the common patterns. And what I found that there were seven key questions that allowed me always to find the purpose of a person, like no fail. <laughs> and 
going to the point where I could find the purpose of a person in about 30 minutes. Wow. Like 30 minutes to an hour. Wow. The, the, the world record is 27 minutes, point 35 seconds. That's the world record so far. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Now, I, I, I was measuring because I'm crazy and I'm not. But <laughs> I said, okay, how fast can I get this done? Uh, it's true, and uh, there were those seven questions that uh, if you would like, I'd be more than happy to share it with you and for the people that are listening today. Yes, please, sure, that would be great. That's super. Uh, so, uh, question number one is uh, what has been your biggest challenge in the past? Mm. And what have you learned from that? You want to focus here on this question on the learning, not the, not much on the challenge. And this part of your purpose will give you direction of what's next for you. What's your gift? What is that you want to? Sh- what is your what we call in the purpose framework the sharing phase? What are you here to share with other people using your biggest challenge? So that's the first one. The second one is, uh, what is your biggest challenge right now and what are you learning from that? And the reason why this is a crucial question it is because a lot of people are really, really good in sharing and helping other people. I'm sure you know a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they're not that good in helping themselves. Hmm. And I'm sure you know a lot of them as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude... Please sort out your life. <laughs> Come on, like look at you. And I guess that it comes. It, it looks like a life sometimes can be a pile, like a pile of laundry. If you don't wash your laundry, it will keep piling up and piling up and piling up, up until you will have to face it. Otherwise, you will have no more underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really yeah, that's really what happened. So you, this is called in a purpose framework that we have created a GTEx is called your building phase, which is what are the things that you need to focus on your life right now? Because what happens is if you keep just sharing and sharing and sharing, your life will be stuck because you're not evolving and moving on on your biggest challenge right now. So you making sense so far? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's super. Then we go on question number three, which is, uh, what makes you really upset and why? Mm. So what makes you really upset and why? And the reason why that is really powerful, it is because it helps you connect with uh, something that you really care about. Because generally, what makes you upset is something about yourself, Mm. or something about other people, or the environment, or animals, if you care about animals. But then it helps you really connect with it. Where is that fire in your belly? Where is it coming from? And how can you use that for the greater good? So that's what what are you upset? What makes you really upset? And in particular, focus on the why. Mm. And then you have question number four, which is uh, the opposite. What makes you really happy? <laughs> what that, that makes you extremely happy and and why? And why is this question important? Hmm. A lot of people, they delay happiness. Hmm. What do I mean about that? 
a lot of people say, oh, let me build my business first and then I'll be happy. Or, or let me do my studies and then I'll do what makes me happy. Or let me do this first and then I'll do what makes me happy. Then they always prioritize other stuff before their own happiness. Have you ever met anyone like that? So many people, yes. And I used to work in an industry just like that. So, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, you know what I'm talking about? About... I'm glad I'm not the only one who can see those stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what happened is that why some things makes us happy? Not the reason why, there is no reason. They just makes you happy, do bloody do them. That's it. Like why you want to find a, a metaphysical meaning of uh, what makes me happy, just do it. Mm. And then you'll be happy. That's it. It's not that difficult. And I found that uh, this concept is very simplistic, but not simple for a lot of people. Mm. Because as you as you said, like it will be so easy to do what makes us happy. Why people don't do that? But you know what? It's because we're conditioned at a very young age. So we think things are difficult when really nothing is difficult. It's what we perceive it to be as difficult. It- Exactly, and that's I mean that's true. It's like you need to do the difficult stuff first, and then you can do what makes you happy. First of all, you do your homework, and then you play your PlayStation, right? (laughs) (laughs) But what if I create a balance where I do what makes me happy first? Mm. Would the how would the quality of my life be? Awesome. Yeah, it would be incredible, right? Yeah. So in, in that case, uh, what I really want to do is, uh, so one of my passions is basketball. As, as you know, I just came back from a basketball game right now where <laughs> I, I, I brutally lost it, but I was happy. I was happy because I could play basketball for five hours in a row and no one could stop me. Hmm. And other things I'm passionate about is music. And when I start playing my DJ redo, no, no one can stop me. So, and I found myself sometimes saying, oh, let me send this email and then I play basketball or let me record this video and then I play my didgeridoo. But consciously I'm saying, no, first you play didgeridoo, then you get, you get yourself happy and then you shoot a video which can resonate and radiate that happiness. Mm. So that's why when finding what makes you happy is really important and then do that Make it a regular part of your day. Mm. Make it a regular practice. Practice conscious happiness. <laughs> Let's call it this way, where you do what you love. <laughs> so that's question number, uh, where question number four. And then question number five is, uh, what are your three main values? What are the things that you value the most in life? And they will give you a sense. This is why this question is important. It is because they will give you a sense of direction Mm. It will give you a sense of purpose. They will give you a sense of drive. And you will always know what's the best decision to make. Mm. Because uh, when you're following your true values, then you're true to yourself. Does it make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all about value. <laughs> if you don't value yourself, no one else is going to treat you well. And I always believe that how you treat yourself is how others will treat you. Mm-hmm. So if you're not treating yourself well then expect people to treat you crappy. <laughs> exactly. 
And also when you when you treat yourself well, mm. you are in control of yourself and you are in your full power. Mm. And then you can make more conscious decisions about your life mm. rather than having other people taking decisions for your life. Yes, and that's a problem within our society as a whole because from a young age we've all been conditioned so we allow other people to control the way we <coughs> think and feel. Exactly, exactly, and that's brilliant. It, it, it's silly because actually we all know who we are deep down. We all have our inner greatness and we just need to tap into that. Once we understand that, the universe opens up with open arms and says just go for it, whatever it is you want to do. It is, yes. Thank you very much for pointing that out because uh, it's true. When you embrace yourself, uh, then and when you value yourself, then you, doors will open for you somehow, <laughs> magically. It's beautiful. And that leads us to question number six, which is uh, now we are going into the future. <laughs> and, question, and question number six, uh, if you can see, like, we've been going like past, then we've been going to the present, mm. and then we've been going to the future. I'll explain, well, if you're interested about this stuff, I have plenty of things on my website where you can look at the psychology of these questions and how they work. Okay. And when you have your, so the question number six is that if you have your grandchildren, imagine you are in front of your grandchildren or child that you love and you're at the end of your, almost at the end of your life. Like, what is one message that you will leave them with? Like one thing that you can say to them, you can tell them that can make their life better. Gosh, I just had goosebumps as you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's powerful because it's helping you connecting with what's in your heart, mm. what's inside you. And if you see the process is a gradual process to go like deeper and deeper and deeper into your consciousness from every single question. It's like cutting through from starting from the mind, going straight to the heart and to your soul. That's why it's so powerful. And in this moment, you have been sharing what is the one thing that you would like people to live with? And that's part of your sharing phase, as we call it. Part of why you're here. What are you here to share right now? Not in the future, not in the past, right now. And then we have the last question, which is question number seven. And uh, I love this question. Uh, probably many of you listeners, if you've been into personal development, you've heard this before. But for me, every time I ask myself this question, as you said before, for me, it gives me goosebumps as well. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, my, my my knees are like pain. Okay. Um, <laughs> when, uh, and the last one is uh, what? Uh, imagine that you are on a on. Is the last day of your life, is your last breath. Mm. What would you like to be remembered for? What is if you can do one thing in the world and you can just do that one thing, what would you like to be remembered for? Wow. Wow. Again, I have these forms. <laughs> yeah, I like my knees are. It's, it's beautiful, this question, because you are really reflecting on what is your legacy? What is it you can leave to other people after you die? And for me, what uh, I, I left definitely is these seven questions. Like this process of finding your purpose, 
that's something that has been, is a process that has been given to me. I don't know from how, from where, but it works like 100% of the time. And I hope with this process I'm working so that this process can keep going from person to person to person and leaving a legacy. So then people can always have a possibility to find their purpose. Amazing. Those are amazing seven seven questions that just, it just puts everything in perspective. And I guess because we're so busy, just busy being busy, that we forget to understand actually what is it we were born to do? What was our gift to come into this world? And with those seven questions, it kind of makes you, like you said, it goes from the past to the present. And then it's actually the future as well. Exactly. And uh, for if there is any listener, listener which is interested in that, uh, mm-hmm. I have a full free video program on my website uh, called uh, Find Your Purpose in Three Easy Steps, in, uh, in the seven easy steps. Uh, go along my website, have a look at that, and then you will find even more details on those questions. That's a, a gift for you. Oh, bless you. Thank you for that. Um, you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> So, my dear, um, we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quickly. No, already. I know, right? <laughs> you another, another offer or not? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, what are you most grateful for in your life? Great question. Part of me say, how many can I say? How many things can I say? <laughs> if you want, to, as many as you want. That's absolutely fine. Well, in this moment, I'm holding my basketball, so I'm definitely grateful of uh, going back into basketball. I miss that so much. And I'm finding that every time I play, I'm just there. My mind is not anywhere else. Mm. I'm so in the moment that is a gift, just being that present with life, where time is really not passing at all. So that's one thing. The other, the other things I'm grateful for is uh, for the members of my community, of the Dutex family. Oh. I, I love every single one of my clients. And when I started my company, I wanted my client to be my best friends. And that's happening. Oh. So it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel work. I'm spending time with people I love. And doing what I love, so that's another thing I'm grateful for. And oh. um, I get I go for the last one because otherwise I'll keep you here for another half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and is my girlfriend? Oh, yeah, I, I got to throw in the cheesy line because <laughs> <laughs> it is very rare to find someone that can push push you. Talking about personally, it's very rare to find someone that can push me to be always better. But at the same time, we are resonating so well with each other. We are going in the same direction. We are willing to work together. We are willing to be patient with each other. And if you, if you want to be with me, like, you do have a lot of patience. Yeah, I'm not a naughty one. So it's uh, finding that person is really special to me. And uh, yeah, these are the three things I'm grateful for. Well, do you know what, Samantha? That's what life is about. It's about not only finding your purpose, but loving what you do and also finding somebody to share that with who can who you can grow together with and you can understand one another without any judgments or kind of blitting one another. That's the most important thing in life, really. 
Yeah, I, I believe as well. Yeah. So, my dear, uh, where can our listeners find you? Thank you for, for asking. Uh, you can find me definitely on my website, which is uh, www.gtex.org.uk. And we have a lot of free videos there, blogs and content that can help you living a life and a business of purpose. So that's the right place. Or you can find me there as well on YouTube. You get a YouTube video every single week. So come on our YouTube page, which is GTEx, and then you will find a video to start tapping into helping you living your purpose and also growing your business. Amazing. And oh, what about Facebook? Are you on Facebook? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I'm all over the place. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. Twitter is um, at Simone GTEx, at Simone GTEx. That's my Twitter. Facebook, you can find me, Simone Vincenzi. Add me as a friend. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> I'm connected you. If there is anything I can help you with, please come along, text me, like, stalk me. I'm, I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Simone. Thank you for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. Oh, bless you. No, just so, oh, I love, I love you and I love what you do and definitely going to have you back in the show in the future. That's super. I'm looking forward. When is the next time? Tell me. I will let you. I'm already there. <laughs> I'll send you, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> you didn't expect this one. <laughs> you joker oh bless you well you take care my dear and I will speak to you soon that's perfect bye bye what an amazing interview with Simone Vincenzi if any of you guys are stuck with finding your purpose I would definitely have a meeting with him or just check out his website to just find a little bit more about him and just contact him he can really help you tap into what it is you really desire in this world uh, just before I head off, don't forget that you can find me on Twitter at IamGerds, it's I-A-M-G-U-R-D-S, and Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds, where I'll be bringing you lots of inspirational and motivational quotes. Also, here's a quote before I say bye-bye. The purpose of life is a life of purpose. So if you're not living your life of purpose, you will never be happy. Hmm. Take care, guys, and I will speak to you soon. Join us each week to be inspired, informed and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired.